Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Yes, welcome to Monday Scramble. It is a very special edition of the Monday Scramble. The 98th PGA Championship will be played this week. Players will be vying for the Wanamaker Trophy at Baltus Raw. And we are joined by Will Gray from GolfChannel.com. And a very special guest for a very special week, Trip Eisenhower. How are you, Trip? Good Wonderful. to see you. Good to see you. I haven't seen you in a while. I know. You been on the road? I have. You have too. A little bit. A little bit yeah, on the road. Across the pond. Well, yeah, we just got back. We were talking about those bad matches. Yeah, it didn't work out well. That means me. you didn't win. That means we did not win. We did I'm not win. I'm even with the win. Brexit conversion, still didn't. Even with Brexit, even with, yeah, it, it doesn't matter what kind of coin I threw down. I was Maybe losing. you should use the small ball. Maybe I should. Next time. That's a Next good year. idea. Let's get to the PGA Championship. Big week, final major of mm -hmm. the year. If you look at what's transpired over the course of this year, great storylines. Obviously, Spieth doing what Spieth did. At Augusta National, Danny Willett ended up winning. Dustin Johnson getting that first major at the U.S. Open, despite whatever happened with the penalty. We, we can still debate still that, sure. if you like. And maybe the best final round ever on Sunday at yeah. the Open between Phil Mickelson and Henrik Stenson. Henrik Stenson gets on the board. Is there any way the PGA lives up to that kind of hype? Well, that is, it's a tall order, but uh, the way it's going, you know, I, I think uh, the, the question is, does it continue? We've had three first-time major winners uh, All in this the top year. 12. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so does that continue? I, I think it does. I, I think we're going to see some of the big names part of the story, but Baltusrol, a Tillinghast design, just a fabulous golf course, classic major champions, cha championship-style golf, got to put it in the fairway. Got some nice, uh, fast greens. They got some slope to them. It's going to be a great test. I, I think it, it doesn't quite live up to what we saw at the Open because what could? I mean, we're, we, we go back to, at the Open to what happened in 77. That's where we, how far back we got to go to compare the next best thing. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be exciting, but it's not going to be quite what we saw just last week. It's hard to match that. It is, it is. But that being said, in the last few years, we've seen that the PGA has arguably been the most dramatic major year in and year out. We saw last year the shootout with Jason Day and Jordan Spieth. The, obviously, the dramatics in the dark at uh, Valhalla the year before. You go back to 2010 with all of DJ's Bunker Gate and the Keimer Bubba Watson playoff. That pound for pound, the PGA has really held its own in terms of drama and in terms of you know what you want to sit down for a final round as a, as a TV viewer and a fan and really watch and see. So I, I'll be interested to see if, if we do get another first-time winner. We haven't had a clean sweep of first-time major winners since 2011, Rex. And uh, as you said, the, the three guys... Nice there you yeah. go. Every now and then I, I pull one out. There you go, right there. Uh, the three guys that have won have not exactly been dark horses. You could say maybe a little bit with Danny Willett 
at the yeah, Masters. In America, in, in America, America, worldwide, yeah. everybody knew. Yeah, what he but was. but certainly when you're talking about guys inside the top 30 or 40 of the world ranking, they are there for a reason. Mm -hmm. So it's not we, we've seen a lot of shot in the dark winners on the PGA Tour this year, but that not, has not necessarily been the case in the majors. You're going to love this, Jeff Sherman. He is uh, from Westgate, Las Vegas, Superbook manager. He does all their golf odds. He's going to be on on the show later, so stick around for that. But it seems like we have not had a chance to catch our breath. I mean, we, that's because we have not. We have not. We have so not. We're, we're seven days removed from what happened at, at, uh, at the Open in that great final round shootout. Hasn't been a lot of time for these guys to rest, to regroup. They're, I'm sure there's not been this, you know, the scouting trips to Baltus for all that maybe we're used to early in the season at Augusta. Does this benefit any player that, look, you're going to have to just be on your game constantly? There's not going to be a chance for you to shut it down and regroup. Well, I think, it's, I think it benefits some of the guys who played well um, at at the open when you look at it when you look at obviously the way Henrik Stenson's playing you know is he capable of going back-to-back -back majors ball striking at Baltus you know you've got to do that Henrik Stenson put on a fantastic display uh, Phil Mickelson he's the type player that trends the right way he's the de facto defending champion of the PGA at Baltus Raw uh, you know look out for lefty and he and again another guy who closed out well who would clearly be a lot of, on a lot of people's short list of favorites would be Roy McIlroy, a beautiful final round and, you know, uh, has a few holes in his game. But it, I think it benefits those players that, that are played well at Trent. It's And it's huge. I mean, when you talk about Roy's game, I mean, I, I want to get your thoughts on that. But to go back to Phil real quick, I, the important thing that I just read a story by Mark Canizario uh, about the way he's going to play it differently than he did in 05 when he won. And he said in 05 he was, you know, always worried about hitting it a long way, and he said this time he's going to worry about hitting fairways. We all know that's what Phil does best now, right? Hit fairways. <laughs> what a world! What a world right. to live in. Uh, yeah, it's uh, kind of bizarre. Start, start with the accuracy. Yeah. And he, you with know, he, he, being Phil, being Phil, he talked about needing to make up. He said Dustin gains. Dustin's the favorite this week, by the way, at eight to one. He gains two and a half strokes on the field off the tee. He's got to figure out a way to make up those three strokes with his chipping and his putting. Is it the kind of week where you can where we can have a Phil Mickelson at 46 years old? sort of continue to rekindle that magic. Yeah, I certainly think that, you know, Phil playing as he did just two weeks ago at Royal Troon, he's going to be considered among the favorites, especially going back to a course where he has won before. I think it, the discussion has to start, though, with Dustin Johnson. You talk about what does this cramped schedule benefit or who does it benefit. DJ has been on a heater for about eight or nine weeks, and he has not slowed down. He tied for ninth at the Open. No one really talked about him. He I don't have a back deal tie for ninth. Trust me. I, yeah, I, I, the, you're talking right, to a guy that took him at the betting house. was a okay. little disappointed. The check still cashed the yeah. same. Just, well, you know, yeah. It's not like he missed the cut. And then he had a great chance to win the RBC Canadian Open while everyone else, for the most part, was taking the week off. He's sitting there on 18, needing Eagle to tie, and he peels off a 342-yard power fade right down the gut. That's going to play anywhere, especially at Baltusrol. Does that factor against him, though? We just talked about those guys. If you're an RBC guy, you play the Canadian Open. You're going on three weeks straight. Two of those Didn't majors. hurt Jason Day last year. No, it yeah. did not. No, but I, I go, but you also had a lot of time between uh, the Canadian and the PGA. You had yeah, but three these weeks. Guys, but, but usually these guys are playing the Bridgestone right into the PGA, so it's not a, a novel concept to go back-to-back. -back I'm with you on that. It's I not, but having majors this close together, I mean, that's that's the anomaly because the, the pressure and everything is elevated at a major is so much more difficult but yes to your point DJ is I mean look he can make the game look so easy and, and if you ask tour players you say who's the most talented player on tour that can do things that you cannot do it's yeah, DJ okay. it's yeah. him and right now he's got the putting going for him he's got the wedge game and his pitching you know we've been talking about the wedge game from 50 to 125 yards how much he's improved there 
And I look at his performance around the greens as well. It is really good right now. And you're going you're gonna to need to scramble some at Baltusrol. And DJ, uh, typically that would be the weakness, but he's got that in check right now. Willie, when you look at the stats, from, and I, I love going back, I, so this is what Phil did in 05 at Baltusrol. He finished tied for 27th in fairways hit, tied for 8th in greens and regulation, and 33rd in putts. Of the big three or four, I don't know if we're including Jordan Spieth in that or not, which one of those guys right now is playing to that game right there? I mean, like I said, DJ is, I think, head and shoulders above the rest. I, I think that those stats kind of play more into Rory's game. Yeah, I, I think that, that he, he poses a big threat. I think he's, he's frankly a little miffed at how much the discussion has been that he is lagging behind the other players when he has as many majors as they do combined, things like that. I, I still go back to 05. Four under par won that golf tournament. I don't think that four under is going to be the number this week. I haven't done a deep dive, Rex, into uh, the weather in Jersey that we're going to be dealing with. Brian Hot. Shocker. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if you're talking about the all-around game, I still think that Rory has the chops to do. And the one thing, though, that Rory's weakness, and, and he, we've seen it on display this year, save for the Masters, that on Saturday that 77 in the third round was his driver, his ball striking. But his ball striking's been really solid. Yeah. He has not putted well. Think of the amount of short putts, and I'm talking putts you throw back to your buddies. I'm talking two maybe foot. He, maybe your buddies. Yeah, well, <laughs> okay. Well, two to three footers that he missed at the at Troon on slow greens that are typically where he, you know, excels on the slower type surfaces. So it, let's move to the faster type surfaces. And if that putting hole is there, but it's if, because he can fill it, and we've seen him fill it at times, um, everything else is there with Roy McIlroy. To your point, I, th I think he's a guy who's going to hit a lot of greens. Phil was in the 30s in putting. That's probably where Rory will be if he wins this championship. He's going to hit a ton of greens. He's going to dismantle the par fives. And uh, he's going to do it with, uh, with his driver and his long game. No love for Jason Day between the two of you. He's only world number one, and we haven't talked yeah, about was, him yet. I, in I was just minutes. about to throw that out there. And, I, and you know what? I see where you're going with Rory. I certainly see those stats matching up. But I just think when Jason Day, I mean, he said it last year at Eastlake, right? He's the love child of Jordan Spieth and Rory at the time. When, when he's on, I still can make the argument, even more so than Dustin Johnson, that he is the best in the world, simply because he does all of those things that the other guys do well. He hits it a long way. He's very, very straight. He's solid with his irons. And I don't think anybody made more 25-footers than Jason Day oh, last yeah. year. So I would actually have to give the nod in that direction. But you guys are going more towards Rory is what I'm picking up Well, on. no, I, 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 I'm going towards a, a guy, a non-major winner is where I'm going. But if we're talking the big four, which we, we're talking Spieth and Day, McElroy and DJ, I still think that, to your point, Jason Day, as far as the putting, the long-range putting, um, you know, at Oakmont, that long-range putting was mitigated because you've got so many different slopes to go over, and that's why I think Jason Day struggled because his proximity to the hole numbers are not as good as you would expect for world number one. He overcomes it with fantastic putting outside of 20 feet. At Baltusrol, that's not the case. The greens are sloped, but they don't have all the different levels that an Oakmont has, so uh, that could certainly help Jason Day. And, yes, he, he drives the ball beautifully. He has the – I think uh, – he. Whose short game would you rather have, Jordan Spieth or Jason Day's? I, I'm almost a coin flip on that one. I mean, I, I tend towards Jordan Spieth, but uh, Jason Day can have his shallow angle of attack in high grass sometimes can get him. We saw that at the Players' Championship on the ninth hole. You know, it almost was his undoing, but he was able to overcome that. But you're still going to take Jason's long game over Jordan. Absolutely. Yeah. Without question. Last word on Jason, sir. Yeah, I, I agree. I certainly think that he's going to be – 
in the mix. And when you're talking about DJ, Rory, Jason Day, those are three guys who I think the quick turnaround is going to help. And the one guy that we haven't really touched on much who I think is going to hurt is Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth. That he is the one of all these top guys who is searching for answers, mm -hmm. who does not appear to be well, very to confident. Right now. It seems yeah, like which is cra yeah, it's crazy to see him to so far behind. But he's the one of those big guys that seems to be searching for his answers and is not quite as confident in his game as the other three. And when you're talking about such a quick turnaround, seven, eight days yeah. from, from competitive round to, to practice round to Baltus Raw, that's going to be an issue. Yeah, and the iron game has been a problem for him. Same. They miss. Well, yeah, and at the Tournament of for Champions uh, was the yeah, only place yeah. he had the iron game in check. He won by eight shots. I mean, but he's still so good. He won Colonial with, uh, with the hole in that game. He's 118th, I believe, in, in approach shots, yeah. comparing that to where he was in the top ten last year. That's the hole he's got to fix because at Boston Straw, you've got to have your iron game. And on. that's concerning for him. I was in Austin the week before the Open and, and, and talked to him about this, and he knew that he's dealing with some swing issues right now. And, look, everyone's going to point that he's not making those putts. Well, he's not giving himself the no. 10, 12, 13-footers right. like he used to. I mean, it goes hand-in-hand. Hand. He did break that streak. He got that under-par yep. round finally yeah. in the final <laughs> round of the Open. Check. So maybe they yeah. check that off. All right, well, one last guy we wanted to talk about, and it's the newest major champion, Henrik Stenson. Mm -hmm. Gets it done in just phenomenal fashion at Royal Troon, when you sit and you think about his prospects now, because you talk about guys that get on a hot run, we've seen him do it a few years ago during the FedEx Cup playoffs. Any chance he can do it back-to-back? -back? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I'll say why. One reason, the putter. Oh, I mean, the, look, now Royal Troon's greens are slow, and yep. you would typically say, you know, that's okay. But Henrik has won on golf courses with fast greens. I, you know, he's played well on fast surfaces. And they don't get it, much faster than Eastlake into September. They, they exactly right. And, and, and Eastlake's greens are very similar to Baltusrol's and how they're pitched and how they, they tilt and have some slope in them. And you've got some five, six-footers you've got to play a lot of break on at Eastlake. Consequently, same thing at Baltusrol. I think Henrik Stenson, the way he is playing right now, he started to use the driver a he little driver bit. driver a lot at He did. Yeah, and that's, and that's the one thing. Because I, I think that was what was holding him back. When you're seeding 15 yards to Rory, DJ, and Jason Day, you're, I mean, the three-wood's in fairway. Yeah. And I get it. And he's the best three-wood player in the game. I, I would take his three-wood over anyone else's off the tee. Um, but he's still seeding that 15 yards. He didn't do that at Troon. At the right time, he nervous he a couple of times. I mean, yeah. coming down the stretch when he didn't have to, it was Rory asked sometimes, yeah. right? Well, why are you hitting driver now, Henrik? Well, Now's not the time. Which yeah. is the the script flip from earlier this year when he laid on the three wood at, at Bay Hill. Yeah. He yeah. lost that golf tournament because he wouldn't pull driver on 16, ended up putting in the water and, and fell behind Jason Day. And wide fairways at Bay Hill. I mean, those are those are pretty wide targets. And, and one final thought. I know we touched on Phil, but just real quick, we, and we debated this at the Open because at 46 years old, had he won at Royal True, and you know, you try to put that in context. If he wins the PGA at 46, where do you put that? I mean, we always point to 86 and Jack winning the Masters at 46 years old. Is it even comparable? Because, I mean, it seems like Phil's been more competitive yeah, later in his yeah, life than maybe sure. Jack was in his. Oh, no question. Well, do, do we put him in the Hall of Fame? Oh, wait. He's already <laughs> there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Historically, you, you think about that, uh, winning a major in your 40s. I, I mean, Phil... Look, I think Phil is, is going to win on the PGA Tour a couple more times before he's all said and done. I think he's going to be one of these guys that, that's not going to play a lot in his 50s, but when he plays, he's going to be ultra competitive, and he's going to pop up and be, you know, have chances to win, not a major, but uh, some tour events. You're not giving him that U.S. Open, I see. I'm not, no. Uh, I mean, his best chance came. Marion, probably. No, Wingfoot. Right out. You got to remember, well, he won yeah. the PGA in '05. He won the Masters in '06, and he, he was going for the, the Phil Slam. And yeah. I mean, standing on that 18th tee was there anybody that didn't think Phil Mickelson had that tournament won? Well, 
He hadn't hit a lot of fairways that week. He'll be the first to. Everyone, everyone goes to the seventy-second hole, but yeah. he, he look at look at the stats for the week. He he had not hit a lot of fairways. He's, like, he's, he's, st- he's standing on the eighteenth tee. That's that's all that matters. Yeah. Okay, so you said a guy who was not going, who has not won a major, who's going to be your guy. I'm going to put you on the spot. No, you go put me on the go spot. Go ahead. Yeah, Brandon Grace. I think Brandon Grace. Gracie. Keeps, he fits. He fits the Danny Willett mold. Yep. Um, you know, the guy who is a world-class player, he's 12th in the world. I think Danny Willett was 12th in the world when he won about, yeah. somewhere in yeah. there. Uh, he's knocked on the door in some major championships. He's come close at U.S. Opens in particular and at the PGA last year, uh, top five finish. So I think Brandon Grace is, is my guy, and uh, I think if this streak continues, he's going to be the guy to do it. 40 to 1. Brandon Grace. That's pretty good. You pretty like good return. Uh, I like the number. I am I'm sick and tired of going to bat for Brandon Grace this year in the majors. I'm coming up short. <laughs> so you're so just, I am, I'm, I'm taking done. your water. I'm I carrying have, your I, water. I tried it true and it didn't work out. So I, I if he cashes for you, Trip, yep. all you know, more power to you. I still think it starts with DJ, and I think a guy that if you're talking about an intriguing first-time major winner that no one's talking about, Sergio Garcia. Oh, oh here we go. I knew T5. that was coming. T five last two majors. Yeah, I, twenty-five one. to one. By the way, uh, that's, a that's a little short. Yeah, that's a little short. short. I'll give you a top ten. He, he's, he'll, okay. he'll probably be right there. I'm just All right, yeah, there are the odds up on no the screen. No one's talking right about him, guys. You can see him at home, and we'd like to welcome in right now Jeff Sherman from Westgate Las Vegas Superbook, the manager, and he also does the golf odds. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, real quick, before we start getting to the odds, you heard our nonsense. I want to hear the experts on it. But what exactly? do you do on a daily basis to come up with the odds? We, we talk about this all the time in the office, but w- walk me through the process of coming up for the odds for this week's PGA Championship. Uh, well, for this week, basically you just have to take all the players listed in the field and kind of set power ratings on the guys, and uh, you just assign the odds to them and, and weight it out based on current form, course form, and uh, you know just try to shape it based on people's perception to spread the money out through the, through the entire betting pool. Well, when you look at the way this field has shaped up, I mean, I know I, we looked at it right after the Open. I was on the flight home and looked at your numbers, and it has changed a little bit. I think you had both Jason Day, Rory McIlroy, and Dustin Johnson all at even odds. You have since put Dustin in front of those guys. So give me an idea of how the field changed and why. Well, Dustin Johnson has been so consistent over the last couple months, just top ten golf and getting a couple wins. And any time a golfer has won lately, that tends to get more noticed by the betting public, so we see more support for him. So that keeps his number lower. And at the same time, the form that Day and McElroy have had, you know, McElroy's been playing great, but he hasn't been getting the wins outside the Irish Open. So the public has not been supporting him as much, so I'm able to drift his odds out a bit. Jeff, we focused a lot of our discussion on the top three or four guys at the top, and certainly it's been a quick turnaround since you just posted these odds after the Open Championship at Royal Troon. But who are a couple of guys kind of in the second tier who you guys have seen get some action and receive some bets who, who might surprise some people? Well, Sergio's been consistently getting My action. Man. Yeah, throughout <laughs> the majors so far, and I'm down to 25-1 to 1 after opening him at 30-1. to 1. He's a guy like myself, too, but... Um, I'm more inclined to look for him in matchups than the outright just because we've seen what he does and doesn't win the majors, but he finishes top ten all the time. Uh, so I think he's going to go close again. He is one of my picks, so, but he's been supported well by the public. Uh, Matt Kuchar, that's another guy I like also uh, just because of his form. So some of the guys in the 40 to 50 to 1 range, uh, they're attracting some nice action, and that's why we've seen uh, the guys at the top, even Speed eased out. He's 12 to 1 now from 10 to 1, uh, and they've been getting less action outside of Dustin Johnson up there. 
And one of the guys that you just added to the field because of his winning Canada, Jonathan Vegas, he starts at 150 to 1. Of all those guys, all right, let's start talking about dark horses now. I guess that'd be 150 to 1. Who would you keep your eye on? Well, when I looked at triple digits, uh, I would look at either Gary Woodland or Andy Sullivan. And Woodland's a long hitter, which I think can, he can suit well on this course. Uh, he's had a consistent year of making cuts. And, and uh, you know, when you're trying to find somebody at those long odds, you just want to get somebody that can possibly be around on Sunday for you. So I think those two guys, especially with Sullivan's form, too, he's been in fine form. Uh, those two might be two guys you can take a flyer on. Uh, Jeff, how much do you factor in uh, the golf course and Baltus Raw and maybe even looking back to 05 and past performance? Is there any factor of that in, in your odds making? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, we look back to 05, um, even some just going back for what we expect a winning score in some of the previous opens and uh, just the setup of this course being more more along the lines of a U.S. Open, so I'll go back and look at, at those type of things because outside of 05, there really isn't much experience here. So I'm treating this more like a U.S. Open course. Uh, I do have my weight a little bit heavier on the current form since this is such a quick turnaround from the last major that there's a lot of momentum that can be carried into this one. Um, but those are the two factors that we we just really weighed out is current form and course form, and so it does play a, point, a part in this. Jeff, you mentioned winning score, and I know that besides listing all of the odds on people to win and some matchups, you also have some props going on in terms of a predicted winning Love score. Love the prop bets. Love you? the prop bets, all the action. So what are, what are some prop bets that you guys are going to have at Westgate, uh, and, and what are you pegging right now for a potential winning score? Yeah, I'm still working on that, and we'll release all the props on Tuesday morning. But right now I'm wavering between around 8.5 and 9.5 and under par, so it's going to be right in that range. Uh, and then we'll have lowest round shot by any golfer and uh, probably around 64.5, and, and I'm going to finalize that, like I said, in the morning. Uh, we'll do finish positions by a bunch of players, most, mostly the notable ones that people are looking for, the top guys. Uh, then we'll put some some of the golfers, uh, will they make the cut, yes or no. So just some of the things over time that uh, we've gotten a good reception, um, a response from the betting public on. Looking ahead, and not to get too far ahead, but I'm sure you've come up with some Ryder Cup scenarios right now. Where's the line right now as far as the Ryder Cup, the U.S. versus Europe? Well, we don't have it up at this point. We wait for the teams to be finalized before we get it up here. I know there's a couple places that have it up. I haven't seen those odds i haven't been paying attention to that until we get closer to it um you know i just that's something that we don't have too much interest in that far out like we do major betting so once they finalize the teams that's when i'll end up getting the lineup for it all right jeff well thank you so much for your time really appreciate you joining us and check out all the golf odds at golfodds.com or you can check them out on twitter at at, at golf odds jeff thanks for your time yeah, thanks guys all right, so we've heard from the expert. Uh, I'm going to put you on the line right now. You, I think you've given your guy, yeah. but you, you're sticking with Brendan Grace. I am, I, and I'm going to stick with him um, because I, I think the trend continues. Of we're going to have a clean sweep, to your point, since uh, 2011, and um, I'm riding him. I'm, I'm taking the mantle from you, Will. I'm going to. I'm gonna <laughs> Someone's got to take it. Hey, so, yeah. you know, and what's so funny is I was the guy that was picking Henrik Stenson, Henrik Stenson to, to do all this jumped stuff, off the and then I jump off. off the wagon, and here comes Henrik. So. All right, before we get into I want to hear Willie's, too. Here's some notable tee times. Ernie Els, Ricky Fowler, and Zach Johnson on Thursday off the 10th tee at 740. And then, of course, the power pairing of Jason Day, Roy McElroy, and Phil Mickelson, 830 off the 10th tee. Jordan Spieth goes in the afternoon along with Dustin Johnson and Henrik Stenson off the first tee. You're on the clock. What, what do you like? Who do you like? 
I, as Triple attests, did, I've did, always... Did Jeff change your mind at all? No, I, Jeff provided some good, solid reasoning for why I like Sergio. It's not like uh, it was fed or anything. But I, as Triple attests, I like to take the field when you're talking about big three, big four versus the field, and I'm going to change course this week. I Whoa. think I think DJ is the guy to beat, and I think DJ, Jason Day, and Rory versus the field, I'm going to take the top three. I like that. No, that's a good bet. Now, I the one thing that... The field, though, with that. I, know, I, know. I know. always take the field. Yeah. The one thing that made both of our eyebrows go up when he said winning score, I think he said eight, nine and a yeah, half on the par. Eight some, and a half to nine and a half. Yeah. I mean, that, that seems like very high considering Phil Mickelson finished at four under. Yeah, I, you know, it, that is a guy, and Jack Nicholas shot eight under there when he won in 1980. Oh, uh, boy. Now we're, now we're <laughs> just going deep. What? Well, that's what he shot. He shot eight under. I, I think it, that's right on it. If you would have asked me the winning score, I was going to say eight, leaning maybe towards nine. Um, but I, I, it, that is a, it is a tough golf course. It's, a, as I said, a Tillinghast. I love Tillinghast golf courses. They stand the test of time. This one clearly does. Anybody who's played there will tell you it is, it is, gets you right from the start all the way to the finish. But remember, the finish has got a couple of par fives. Yeah, there is some scoring opportunities. And there's some scoring opportunities late. I still think it's, it's going to be interesting to see because the PGA Championship has kind of created this niche of this is where you, the major where you see the birdies, you get the Sunday roars, you see someone shoot 64, Augusta 65. Well Augusta is pretty good at that, but the, the PGA, they're trying. They're trying really hard. Uh, Are you saying the USGA doesn't? The, the USGA tends not to agree with that, the Phil that train of Sunday, thought. Yeah. Easier, yeah. So uh, it would not surprise me to see, depending on, like we said, the weather, if Saturday, Sunday, the, the course is set up by Kerry Haig, maybe a little bit easier than, than they could possibly push it, and you could see potentially a double-digit winning score. And if you get those hard and fast and dry conditions. Well, you're going like to. And you're going to. Yeah, it's, yeah. They're in a drought right now. It's going to continue to get hotter. I think that's one of the things you're going to look at. Uh, so you're a winner? I'll take DJ. You're going with DJ? DJ. I'm sticking with Brandon you're Grace. going with Brandon Grace. I, I think i got to go with Jason Day. And, and here's the reason why. I, ending a PGA. Yeah, wow. it's not going to be easy. I just think his game matches up for all those reasons that I talked about. I, I still, here's the part that gets me. I don't know if we end up with that Sunday excitement like we've gotten. I know we, we addressed that earlier in the show. But it's hard to imagine. I mean, the stars just don't come out. But you'd love to see a Jason Day, Jordan Spieth, Rory, DJ, one of the combi some sort of combination of those guys going head-to-head -head down the street. Right, and then Brandon Grace, Eagles 18, <laughs> to beat them by one. It will be interesting to see if Jason Day is able to win this one, or, you know, we certainly have a couple more big tournaments left. But if we're talking player of the year debate between him and Dustin Johnson, I think DJ has the edge right now with a major yep. and a WGC. But Jason Day racked up a bunch of wins early in the season. It won't, it won't take much to, to put it back in his, in his court. It's a little bit different now because of the task force, but it, the U.S. Ryder Cup team will not be set after the PGA like it right. has been for years. But some guys can make some big moves. I know Brent Snedeker moved up to six on the list. I think that's going to help him a lot. Will someone come from the pack, not necessarily win, but will someone come from outside those top eight and play their way in this week? Uh, ooh, golly, that's tough. I, I don't it's know. not that tough, Trish. No, but, I mean, like Steve, a guy like Steve Stricker, you know? Yes. I mean, uh, you look at Stricker, and, and he's Wasn't a even guy, in the field. He, he, yeah. I know. What is he, like 21st in standings yes, or 20th, something exactly. in that area? Yeah. I mean, a, a, another real solid performance. He played beautifully, save for one bad hole at Royal True. Really bad a hole. A really bad <laughs> hole. It was an eight, you know, on a par four. That's not good. But um, you, I think a guy like Stricker. But here, let me ask you this. Here's another question for the Ryder Cup. If you've got Furick and Stricker, kind of these guys that, and, and you've got to pick and you've got to put some experience on the team, which one do you go with? 
that, wow. he, I, I love that question, and I interviewed Davis Love a few days ago because he just had the hip yeah. surgery. It was amazing. It was a 30-minute interview, and only five of it was actually about the hip. He wanted to talk about right. the Ryder Cup. He wanted to get into it. He's worried about Brooks Kepka's injury, and, you know, mm -hmm. is that going to be an issue for the team? I did not get the impression he's going to have those four picks, that he's going to go very far down that list. So for a guy like Steve Stricker or Jim Furyk, to make that team, he's going to have to be 14, 13, 12, somewhere around in there where he doesn't have to make that huge stretch because I just don't see him doing that. Uh, I will say I think Patrick Reed is 11th currently in the list. And uh, I, you are correct. And he I think he, not only he will get picked, he'll be in the top eight when we're talking a week yeah. from now. I can yeah, see I Patrick Reed having a good Yeah, game. I mean, the, the numbers are really tightly packed. You go from J.B. Holmes at five down to Scott Piercy at 12. It's, especially with, with double points this week, there's not a lot of separation around that bubble. So you've got Fowler at 10, Patrick Reed at 11. I think they're both. Ricky Fowler at 10th. As I said, that's surprising. I'm not as bullish on him this week. I think Patrick Reed, you give me Patrick Reed or Ricky Fowler this week, I'll take Patrick Reed. Yeah. But, but more, I do big think picture, Ryan big picture think, yeah. Ricky Fowler's on that team, one way or another. You think so? Yeah. Even if he's struggling. I mean, yes. he's been struggling. He's been struggling. I think that he's on the team. Okay. All right. Uh, and then the other name that kind of stuck out that I, I wanted to touch on, and he's had a good run, is Bill Haas. I mean, you look where he's at. He's 13th on the list right now. He probably needs one or two more good tournaments to get on the team or at least to get the captain's attention. Yeah, I mean, he's a fantastic ball striker. He's would be a wonderful partner as far as, you know, uh, he's not going to get up and down. He's probably pretty level. I just question how, how he's too streaky a putter, you know. I, and I think in match play, you know, if it comes down to Bill Haas or Steve Stricker, even though, I, and everybody says, well, Jim Furyk and Steve Stricker have bad Ryder Cup records. They stink in Ryder everybody, Cup. Every, well, US, every player U.S. player has bad. Tiger's got a bad Ryder Cup record. Phil's got a horrible Ryder Cup record. Yeah, you can't uh, base it on that. You can't base it on that. But I think if it, if it comes down to like a Stricker or, or a Haas, I think you go with the better putter. Well, um, and one name that he threw out there, Gary Woodland is 24th just ahead of Justin Thomas, who has been mentioned a lot as a Ryder Cup I think Gary's got to play really well. He's got to yeah. play. I think all those guys need to play really yeah. well. Because, again, it's going to be hard for Davis to go pretty far down that list. Yeah. I do think that you talk about Justin Thomas. Another guy is Kevin Na. The, some, yeah. Someone is going to lose out on a trip to the Ryder Cup because the fall events didn't count. And it's a rule that they're going to change, I believe, moving right forward. Yeah. And if they had counted, if, if Thomas's win in Malaysia had counted, mm -hmm. Kevin Na went 2-2-3, two, two, I believe, in the fall. If they had gotten points for those events, they'd be way up in those standings. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, a lot of PGA talk, a little bit of Ryder Cup talk. We'll see how it plays out. That'll do it for this edition of Monday Scramble. Check all of GolfChannel.com for this week's news and updates. We'll see you next time. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.